Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen Sullivan, and this is... Hi, guys. I'm Priya Rauhili. How are you? Hey, Priya. Another podcaster. I love this. You're a little bit out of practice podcasting, aren't you? I am. The last one I did was right before I had my baby. So this is a, a good way to get back into it. Now, for people who aren't familiar with your work, tell us what you do, your podcast, your writing, your everything. Who are you, Priya? So I'm a journalist and a podcast host. I've been a journalist for the last 15 years, worked a lot of the same titles at Hearst and Condé Nast that Jen has worked at. And now I am the executive editor at Glossy and I host the Glossy Beauty podcast and the special series that we did last year 
unfair on the global skin whitening industry. Which is something I definitely want to talk to you about because that's almost a year and a half now ago that you you put out that special podcast, which is amazing. You guys should listen to it. So we're going to actually talk a little bit about that topic later in the show. But since Jess isn't here, Pri and I are going to do a regular fat mascara for you with the news and everything like that. But before we get into the show, I know you just introduced yourself, but I have to ask you a little bit more about you. I know you obviously because you've written for me and we've you know, hung out at events and things. But give me some background. What led you into journalism? And then I know you started out in fashion, but now you focus on beauty. How did that path take off? Yeah, I mean, I was a finance and English major in college. I'm from a small town in Laredo, Texas, like where nobody did anything except stayed in Laredo, Texas. And I thought I was going to be a finance investment banker. And I started doing that as a major and hated it. And I came to New York one summer and I was a banking analyst intern at Merrill Lynch. And I had a roommate who had an internship at W Magazine. And I was like, oh, people work at magazines. I always thought if you wanted to be a writer or do something with your English major, you had to be a professor, which is what my mom is. And then I realized, oh, this is an actual career path. So I spent my senior year really applying to magazines, applying for internships, and realized you had to be in New York to get one of these jobs, and kind of did the thing, came here. And I think the thing about journalism, which was so interesting to me, was that even though I was very creative as a kid... I was an outsider. I think a lot of us were, you know, in these fields. And what I realized about journalism is that you could have a byline in Bazaar or Vogue or Allure and no one knew, it didn't matter what you looked like, at least back then, you know? And yeah. I really liked that ability to, you know, say something and be be known for something and be able to write and give your opinion, but people not care about what you look like. Yeah. Oh God, things have changed, haven't they? I know. I mean, it's just like a totally, now you have to be a personality if you want to be a journalist. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have to look a certain way, but of course you see a byline and to get known, you know, you probably have a social media presence, but so you, you, I know you started out at W and you did do a lot of fashion writing and what sort of moved you into the beauty world? It was totally happenstance. I mean, I was in fashion journalism up until exclusively until 2016. You know, I was at Bazaar, I was at In Style, and then I went freelance. I got, you know, laid off in one of these massive Time Inc. layoffs, and I decided to go freelance in 2016 and not get another job and wrote about kind of everything. That's when I kind of wrote for you, Janet Marie Claire. And it was then that I was writing about women's issues, about beauty, about, you know, voting kind of everything. And I started doing some stuff for Fast Company and for Well and Good. And Glossy had an opening and they were hoping to ramp up their beauty coverage, which was seeing a lot of traction. And that was kind of it. Do you have experiences with beauty from your childhood? Like was there beauty culture in your family or where you lived? Yeah. I mean, I think growing up on the border, it was like more is more of Texas and Mexico. <laughs> but my mom was really, I think it sounds trite, but you know, my mom was my biggest beauty influence. And I think for someone who was Indian in a, in a town that was largely Hispanic, and I didn't know any other Indian families, and nobody looked like me on TV, I felt like she was the influence. So I still remember she always read her, used her Elizabeth Arden brick red lipstick, eyeliner, mascara. You know, it was very simple, but it was, it was what worked for her. And I think that was the biggest influence for me because the Clinique counter wasn't doing it for me. As much as I loved wearing black honey, I also had like a alabaster white face because there was no foundation or powder that- Oh, if you put on the wrong color foundation. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
Oh, and we had those digital cameras then, so the flashback was even worse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Looking at those pictures, it's like a totally, my face was a different color than my neck. You know, I think that's just, that was just the reality. And I had a terrible haircut, but. Uh, we've all been there. Wait, so you had two competing kind of like, if, you're, if your mom's Indian and you're in Texas, it's like big hair don't care, but also the culture that your mother grew up with influencing your beauty look. Did, did it at all? Well, I think that was the, it was like this contradictory thing was just that, you know, I was on the dance team like up until college. And I, so I was used to like performing and, you know, big makeup, big hair, all of that. But, you know, there was like these certain colors that you had to wear to kind of make the whole team look homogenous and everybody look oh, the same. Yes. And so I remember like the the red or the, the eyeshadows from Revlon that we'd have to buy for competition. So everybody looked the same and they just didn't work on me because they, I looked like, you know, a child bride in the worst, in the worst way possible. <laughs> and it's just funny because you think like you want everybody to look the same, but you actually, that really, they weren't accounting for differences when we were little. That's ridiculous. Like here, go buy this Revlon eyeshadow. So we have this homogenous look, not thinking, hey, skin tone, like amongst all the other differences among humans. Absolutely. I remember, I mean, the dance team I was on in high school is called the Lariats and we would get a, yes. a list of the, of the lipstick, of the shade, down wow. to like where to buy it. You know, it was like Instagram, but on printed piece of paper. And, <laughs> you know, none of it looked good on me. It was not the right brown eyeshadow. It was not the right, you know, brick red lipstick. And it was pretty obvious, but I don't think they really, people were talking about this the way that they are now. Yeah, that's crazy. So these days, I mean, your life is completely different. You live here in New York City. You just had a baby. What's your beauty philosophy these days? Are you keep it simple? Do you have holdovers from your dance team days sometimes? <laughs> you know, I want to say, and and through the pandemic, I want to say the, the power of like makeup when you're at home and you're in your sweatpants. But to be honest, like right now, it's all about looking awake. And I'm not always doing a great job of that. Uh, the baby's waking up multiple times a night still. And so I'm still moisturizing. I'm using all the eye cream. I reminded myself of liquid eyeliner, how important that is to looking okay. awake. Okay. That does make you look more awake, doesn't it? Yeah. I think actually like you really need that in addition to mascara to make yourself kind of pop a little, but you know, it's a work in progress. I feel like I've been gua shying a lot more because I can't use any of the lasers or any of the at-home devices because I'm breastfeeding, Yeah, which I know probably people don't think about, but you know, I'm hoping I'll get back there. I'm hoping I'll get back to like very ready for the going out roaring twenties that everybody's talking about when they're outside their apartment. Oh, Roaring Twenties. I actually haven't heard that we're calling these 20s also the Roaring Twenties, but I like that. I mean, people say that's happening, but I, I don't know. I mean, you're still getting lipstick all <laughs> over like, I don't know. I barely sleep and I have a three-month-old. What do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. And I still can't get over the fact that, like, I mean, in New York, people are still wearing masks. So it's like, are you getting red lipstick and uh, magenta lipstick all over your mask? I, I don't know. I think we're going to get into it when we talk about the news a little. I have some <laughs> mask news for you, Priya. So it's good to get to know you a little bit or let our listeners get to know you. And um, let's talk about the headlines. Okay, it is time for the news. First up, there's a new Batman movie, The Batman, with Batman played by Robert Pattinson. But fans are loving 
Batman's eye makeup. It's much more realistic. So in the older movies, I never really thought about this, but in the older movies, he used to have the black grease paint around his eyes, but then he'd take off the Batman mask and all of a sudden just look like a normal human with no eye makeup on. So makeup artist Naomi Dawn told Polygon website, they decided that it's really hard to get black eye makeup on. Thank you, realistic. So they had Robert Pattinson actually do a black smoky eye. And Priya, get this, it is the perfectly calibrated emo look. This is what it took. Pigment, a creamy eyeliner, pencil, a liquid paint makeup, and it was inspired by Kurt Cobain. Thoughts and opinions. Did you see the look? I have not seen the movie, but I did look at the pictures and I feel like it's a little strange that Kurt Cobain is the influence because I mean, maybe when he wipes everything off, it's supposed to be Kurt Cobain, but when he's wearing the makeup, he looks more like Robert Smith from The Cure or like anybody from that era who was wearing like all that gunky makeup that was messed up. I I believe you mean glam makeup, not gunky. Right? Gunky makeup. Yes, yes, glam. <laughs> but I, I'm surprised. That, I mean, I guess it's for the for film, but I'm surprised it took all that makeup because ask any woman and taking off her, if you don't take off your eye makeup the night before, you've still got it all over your face. I know. I thought I thought it was like, okay, yeah, welcome to the real world, Batman. That's what's going to happen with you. But I think it's cool. I like his emo look. I'm excited to see the movie. Um That's the news in the Batman beauty world. Also, the fall, this is so far from us right now in New York, but sitting in our bedrooms recording, the fall fashion shows, fall 2022, just wrapped in Paris. So I was doing a little bit of a, you know, as beauty editors do, what are the trends? What did we see come out of it? Here's the big one. I cannot believe this. I called skinny brows and 90s in the New York fashion shows. Over at Paris, they're doing faux lip piercings, like multiple faux piercings at different shows. At Balmain, it was like an accessory, like a lip cuff, if you will. I think Givenchy even did like lip piercings on the face. But the one I thought was super cool that I wanted to bring to everybody was at Off-White, the makeup artist was Cecile Paravina. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, but she gave models these faux neon lip rings. It looked super cool. It was just like a little stripe around their lip. Will you be trying this trend? Priya Healy. I mean, I want to. I really want to. (laughs) I just think it looks cool. I mean, I think all the stuff on the runway is usually not very, you know, transferable, especially like the piercings on the face or all the crystals at Burberry, which were just uh, on the runway. But this this actually feels like you could do it. And it's almost like nails. You know, when they have like the negative space, it's like clear. And then you have like a dot or a line or graphic line. I think people could really do this. I don't know if I will be doing this, but I think it looks really good. And you meant I you mentioned you've been watching Euphoria. I got the vibe of like, oh, we did the neon on the eye, like the squiggly neon line. Like where else can this little neon line go? So maybe now it's traveling to the lip. Yeah. And it also feels like more, I mean, I love Euphoria. I love everything in in what they're doing with makeup there and how playful it is. But this feels a little bit more adult. Like we could actually do mm. this, or you know, you could be a little bit more elevated and cool doing this versus pretending to be 17. Yeah, it's a more couture version. Of exactly, that exactly. Rave That's what look. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Okay, I have a new ingredient for you. I feel like our jobs. I, now that you've gotten into beauty, sometimes our jobs are like, okay, what's the ingredient of the month? We're doing cucumbers. Now we're doing this. Well, this is a an ingredient with a long history, quassile, which I think like when you anglicize it, you could say quassile, quassile. It's basically. Oh, first of all, just so you know why this is a hot ingredient. 
Searches are up 109% since last year, according to Spate, this firm that analyzes data to like tell beauty companies what the next hot ingredient is. So, you know, all those guys over there in the labs and they're like, okay, we did CBD, you know, we did argan oil. What do we have next? Well, I'm calling, maybe we're going to go to Somalia and East Africa and get Kwasil and bring it to the rest of the world. It's an extract from the gob tree. So I looked into this in Somalia. It's sometimes called soap leaf plant because it has this foaming quality when it's mixed with water. You can like go on YouTube and TikTok and check out people using it. There's a brand Huda Organics or probably Huda Organics that that sells this powder. So you mix it and it acts like a soap. People use it as part of a face mask, a hair mask, but there's no like fancy version yet. So I'm waiting to see if some beauty company is going to try and jump on this bandwagon. But I did find, which I just ordered, I'm excited about, you know, Shea Terra, have you ever used their products? Yeah, yeah. So they, I feel like they do a really good job of looking at cultures around the world and picking out ingredients that are like the best of that particular culture and bringing it to the masses. So they have a Quasil and Kigella powder mask that you mix with water and use as like a cleansing mask. So if you want to get early in on the trend, that's how you do it. Oh, is it time for Science Corner? It is. (gasps) Yes. Welcome to Science Corner, Priya. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about this. I feel like there needs to be more science and beauty. So give it to us. Okay, so there's a new research was just published in the Journal of Cognitive Research Principles and Implications. Basically, they set out to examine whether or not face masks could make you more attractive to the opposite sex. So it's very heteronormative, by the way, this whole study. So just bear with me on that part of it. But the research that was carried out before the pandemic found that medical face masks actually reduce people's attractiveness, which makes sense because when you look at someone in a face mask, you're like, they're sick. I don't want to that's not an attractive quality, right? So these researchers wanted to see maybe this makes people more attractive now. And they did indeed find, get this, that men wearing a blue medical surgical mask are found to be more attractive to women than men not wearing a mask, but also men covering the bottom half of their face with just something else besides a mask. So it's actually the mask itself that's making people more attractive. I think this is so interesting. And I know, Jen, you said you had a friend who thought somebody was cuter in a mask than they were in (gasps) real life. Oh, yes. I think it's totally true. I mean, you know, I think women really focus on eyes when when they're focused on meeting a mate or meeting a guy. And, you know, if someone has really warm eyes and really, you know, upper half of their face look great, and then they take off the mask and you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I think it's a little bit of, I, I don't know. I think it's, like, I think you could be really surprised. I'm not, I would love to know from single people if this is actually really happening. Like when you meet Wait, someone so on a my date. Friend, my friend who's single, she wor- She was working at a coffee shop and this guy came in. I think he was a police officer. So he was still out and about like in the middle of the pandemic, but wearing obviously his surgical face mask. And I was like, I feel like the uniform kind of duped you too. Cause I feel like a person in uniform always looks a little bit, you know, more attractive and authoritative. So she set up a date with him, like, Okay, let's without ever having seen the bottom half of his face. And she said he came to the like they met up for their first, like it was like an outdoor date or whatever. And let's I'll just put it like nicely, like he did not have a good smile. Like there was a lot going on in that smile that was like not attractive. <laughs> and she couldn't get past his teeth, <laughs> like truly, when it was all said and done. I mean, I think what's interesting what you said about the the uniform thing is like it's almost like when you were 
with it's a doctor vibe. It's like, you know, you go to the hospital when you when you're sick and you have, you know, you like a Florence Nightingale thing, like a nurse like taking care of you. It's like, oh, this person is like taking care of their health. They they're like almost in a uniform themselves with the mask, but it's weird that so many women are kind of falling for. I wonder, I, I kind of wish I was single right now so I could test it myself. Like, does this really work? And you know, it's funny that the researchers did have uh, several hypotheses as why this could be. One of them was actually what you just said. So it used to be that a mask connoted sickness, but now it feels authoritative. It feels safety. It feels comforting. And people in the medical profession, you're like, that's someone I want to have around, especially in this day and age. Like, they're going to keep you safe. And that's something that they hypothesize people do look for in a mate. I mean, you know, these are behaviorists, so they call it a mate, but maybe also just a guy that you're dating, (laughs) you know, or a girl or whatever. So yes, if you want to look more attractive, put on blue surgical face mask. We'll see how long that lasts for. And then the last headline I want to get into actually pertains to some of the work that you've done in your journalism career. So before we get into that, we're just going to take a quick ad break and then I'll meet you on the other side. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. 
and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Okay, so I read this news and I thought, you know who's going to have thoughts on this whole topic? It's Priya. So a new report from the Zero Mercury Working Group found that almost half of skin lightening creams or skin whitening creams, uh, you know, as they're sometimes called, contain dangerously high levels of mercury, but continue to be sold online. These You can find these creams. Not, not all of them are American companies, but you can find them on Amazon, on eBay, on Flipkart. They are readily available to a lot of people. I think even it was it was only a few years ago that someone went into a coma in California because they were using a skin lightening cream with mercury. So I wanted to talk about this, but before we get into the mercury in particular, because you know there's a whole history with that ingredient and how dangerous it is. Let's just talk about skin lightening products in general. Like your podcast that you did in it was 2020, right? It was the end of 2020. Yes, it was called Unfair. Tell me what inspired you to do that podcast. You know. I had started doing reporting on this, and I knew about this just because in Indian culture and any South Asian culture, I think family, you've heard about these creams. I mean, my mom never used them specifically, but I knew about them. And I definitely had cousins who admitted to using them and all of that. But it just kind of came out of like the whole George Floyd racism, racial reckoning kind of thing that happened over the summer. You know, all these companies, all these corporate companies were coming out saying like, Black Lives Matter, we care about people of color, we care about BIPOC. But then wait a second, we're selling all these like, you know, fucked up products that actually are 
telling you that you are not good enough. You are not, you need to change the way that you look. You need to change the color of your skin to be accepted. And so it was actually started with a bunch of, a series of articles that I was doing. And then the person who was in charge of podcasts, special projects editor at our, at, at Glossy and Digiday said, you know, Priya, this could actually be a podcast. So myself and our producer at the time, Pierre, really just kind of got into it. We thought it was going to be, uh, you know, four episodes, six episodes, you know, standalone interviews, and it ended up being over 50 voices. We got into the regulation, we got into the history. It was Apple recommended. And it really, really changed my perspective on how pervasive all of this is because it's not just, you know, yeah, strange, stranger, A, B, or C that you don't even know doing this. It's the person next door. It's your neighbor. It's your girlfriend. It's your sister. And that's what was so personal about this because I think in the wake of all of beauty being more accepting and people trying to be more woke to other kinds of uh, of beauty standards, this still exists. And it's funny because it's very easy to sit on in your house and say like, oh, you shouldn't want lighter skin or whiter skin without recognizing that, you know, these products are made not just because the companies want you to look differently. There is customer demand. Was that weird for you to realize that part of it? Well, it wasn't exactly weird just because... I understood that for some people, lighter skin meant, you know, more privilege, more access, more education, more yeah. more ability to marry up. Uh, my mother, even, I mean, she's the oldest of nine. She has six sisters. And she her she always says the her sister, who was the most beautiful in her family, is the darkest one. So it was a little bit more difficult, you know, finding someone who wanted to do that in, you know, 1960s India. Oh, because husbands wouldn't want a a darker skinned wife? Exactly. And I mean, if you think about it, it's all about like, someone once said this to me, it's called the three C's, classism, colonialism, and colorism. And if you think about it, they're all really baked into each other because people who are lighter skinned are probably not working outside or not working in the fields. If you think about what was happening in China or Japan or India back in the day, and they were able to pass, if you will, with like British colonialization. And so I think a lighter wife meant, you know, you would have lighter children and they would have more access. And, you know, it's really kind of, it's historic and it's baked into our culture, but it's really about, you know, it's it started from the beginning of time. If you think about what, who the British invaded, which countries were under their kind of control at the very beginning. Yeah. I worked with a writer who was from Pakistan on a story about this. And she was telling me that like, even sometimes before the British colonizers came to Pakistan and had a preference for lighter skinned for whatever reasons there might be, the culture itself sometimes, for the reasons you just said, that like the worker, it seemed like you were more working class if you had darker skin, which so... But here we are, like it's 2020 and clearly like we're being told in a way by some companies, it's okay, be who you are, but we're getting these mixed messages still. So where since 2020, since you put out this podcast. Have you seen any movement on this whole front, whether it's with the brands themselves and the products or people changing their way of thinking, or is it too ingrained? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think the companies are definitely trying to respond in the sense that they're changing, you know, the language on packaging. They're not actually changing the products. They're changing the language on packaging from skin Oh yeah, like Unilever had, what was it? Fair and Lovely was the name of the brand? Yeah, and that's like the biggest beauty brand in India, basically. And if you think about all of these different cultures, you know, they're just changing the idea that says skin lightening or skin whitening to skin 
brightening, which is actually like, you know, we see that at Sephora all the time or Ulta, you know, the idea of brighter skin is more beautiful skin, but that's actually just a synonym for, you know, being fair or being white. I think also, you know, we're talking about it a lot more, which is really, you know, hopeful to me. You know, CNN just really did a lot of coverage recently about this. They just made Neela Larson's book passing into a movie, which I think people didn't even understand that this was a thing in the U.S., that people were passing, you know, who were African-American, if they could pass to be white or if they were Hispanic and they were passing to be white, you know, they had more privilege. And so, What people are failing to forget, though, I think is just that like this affects every culture, whether it's Hispanic, Filipino, Black, Indian, basically everybody who is not Anglo-Saxon white. And in terms of the legislation, I think people are talking about it and people are willing to, you know, move the needle a little bit in certain states like New York, California, Minnesota, surprisingly, because they have a really large Hmong population, Somali population. But the legislators really just like don't think I mean, they don't care. I don't really think that like the large population of Congress or Senate are willing to do anything about that, even though they're trying to get like more clean beauty standards across the line. Yeah. And when you say legislation, I mean, they're coming at it from a health standard because uh, we didn't really get into this, but some of the ingredients that are in these whitening and brightening products are actually dangerous at high levels. For example, Mercury, right now, I think the limit, the FDA limits it as one part per million since the 1970s because obviously cause freaking mercury poisoning. Like that's not an ingredient that we have to have a debate on like clean beauty about. That's not like phthalates or something that could go either way. Like it's mercury. But there are other ones. So like you said, California, I think has 24 ingredients it bans right now. Maryland also banned some recently. But do you think that just simply banning the ingredients will help because there won't be access? Or do you think then people are going to go and try and make stuff on their own to do these kind of things? Well, that's already happening. There's a huge black market where people are putting, you know, hydroquinone in high levels into like Pond's creams and into, you know, Dove. But I think that there is, has to be, there has to be some sort of backlog where these aren't as desirable. These aren't readily available that you have to kind of, there has to be a struggle to kind of get it. I know, you can't pass a law on that, can you? Well, you know, I think the EU is actually, and the UK is much more ahead of this. And I think they have such a diverse population, especially in London. And they're, you know, they're much more stringent about this. You know, they are having like police officers and and people go into stores where they know they are selling these products and kind of like doing a heist operation and putting these people in jail. There has to be sort of kind of repercussions. And right now, I think for the beauty industry, for the large conglomerates, they they don't want to take that chance that, you know, they're going to be ostracizing this consumer. Yeah. And when you say brightening too, I, you made me think about this. I was like, well, is it just a coded language for lightening my skin? Because what if I have a dark spot on my dark skin? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to punish people who truly just want to have a more even skin tone and aren't trying to... Yeah, you don't want to punish anybody for any of their beauty choices, in my opinion. But like, what do we do with those products with like kojic acid and hyaluronic, not hyaluronic, sorry, hydroquinone? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that it's it's like, it's a gateway for some of these people who already feel like they are inadequate and they're already looking for products that are like this. You know, I spoke to a dermatologist in Texas, which I was really surprised that this was true. He called this an epidemic. He called people using hydroquinone or certain, you know, dermatology creams in excessive quantities because they were just rubbing it all over their face. They were just using it in so much. Oh, like not as a spot treatment. 
Exactly. And I'm all for that. You know, I have definitely bought creams that say brightening or try to even out my skin tone. But I think that like for an impressionable person who is just getting into the beauty industry, especially like young girls, and there are videos yeah. all over TikTok and YouTube that say like how to do this at home, it can be really dangerous. Yeah, and even legislation isn't going to make a dent when this is happening so pervasively. But on that note, I think actually this news that I was telling you about was from that CNN special report. So I'm going to link to that on our blog so people can check out more about this. And I just want to ask you, I feel like in the future, unfair needs to be, like we need like a revisit on that, like a ne- the next five part of the series to see how movement is going. So as a fan of that podcast, I'm going to request a part two, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Okay. It is time to raise a wand. We have a listener, Louisa. Take it away, Louisa. Hi, Jess and Jen. This is Louisa calling from Dallas. I wanted to raise my wand to a super cheap gel manicure that I do at home. It's from Dashing Diva Glaze Gel Nails. They're just like their stickers, but you cure these with a UV light and then trim and file them down. They're only $10 and I can usually get them done within 15 minutes or so. They last two full weeks and the only reason I'm changing out my current color is because they've grown out and I want a different color. Anyway, I think Jen, you would really like Doing this, this sounds like something you might enjoy, being super handy and all. Longtime listener of the pod, I think about four years, and first-time contributor. Love the pod. It's perfect for my commute in Dallas. Thanks so much, girls. Bye. I love how well our listeners know me. She recommended another DIY nail gel. It's just a constant in my life. I should try that. I should really try that because my nails look like shit right now. Louisa, you're helping Priya too. We love this. Okay, if you guys have a product that you want to recommend to the listeners, to us, you know what to do. Email it to us at info at fatmascara.com or you can call me and leave a message 646-481-8182. Now, normally in this portion of the show, Jess and I would each bring a raise a wand, but like I get to do this every week and I don't have you here every week, Priya. So I am like going to be asking you for a couple products if that's all right. Absolutely. Let's do hair first. Please tell me what hair product you would like to raise a wand to. So right now, my hair is super long. I have not gotten a haircut. It's very tangled. So I have been using this Aveda volumizing spray that I've been using a lot up here because my hair is like curtains right now. And it's incredible. It actually really does work. And it's strange to say that I need volume because I have thick, thick hair. But right now, it's like the only thing getting me through. Because the weight of thick hair, like I feel like that happens to me, like all the volume will be down where you don't want it. You're like, cool. Now I have like, I could cover my breasts with this two hanks of hair, yet my roots are just laying there. Exactly. And because I have not gotten a haircut in almost a year, I feel like it's curtains. It is all the way is (laughs) by my boobs. (laughs) And also you were pregnant, which obviously, you know, like your hair grows like Crazy. So, all right. The Aveda thickening spray, is that what it was called? Volumizing spray. I will find it. We will put a link on our shop, my shelf, for people who are interested in that. Moving on, you are now officially a beauty journalist, not just a fashion journalist, which means you must have a sunscreen in your pocket or in your purse or your like favorite sunscreen. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. Tell me. You know, sunscreen is really hard for me. One, because I just feel like the white cast is really, really bad on your skin, at least my skin. But I do like the Habit Spray Sunscreen, which is a DTC brand, a young brand. And you just spray it on your face. It's so easy. 
and it just kind of looks like a nice glow. It doesn't doesn't have a white cast. It's a great, her, the founder, Ty, is incredible. She's really young and really smart. And it's just easy. It doesn't feel like gloppy and gooey and it doesn't give me a white cast. It's called Habit is the brand? Habit. I'm curious, do you rub it in after you mist it on? You can. I mean, it depends on how much you're putting on, but sometimes it just feels like it's like you could just spray it on like a nice setting spray and it's not like dripping down your face. Ooh, I like that. I feel like the spray ones, I'm always like, just put it in my hands and then rub it on straight from my hands. But just being able to mist like a face mist sounds delightful. Okay, have it. I'm gonna look into that. Before I let you go, I know you've made it very clear that you're not wearing makeup these days. But come on, give me like one makeup product that you want to raise a wand to. Well, I'll give two, Jen, because I just remembered Ooh, another one. Okay, I love it. I love it. What In my effort to look more awake, Ilia Mascara is really doing it for me. I'm not... I don't have a clean, a perfectly clean makeup routine or anything like that, but I'm just so impressed with how my eyelashes look so much longer and bigger and it doesn't fall over my face. And then on that note, I'm also trying the new Il Maquillage Concealer. And, you know, I never really believed that like you could buy concealer or makeup online and they get your color matching right. And this actually works. It's really, really precise. Did you pick it by swatch photos or a quiz? Like, how do they help you match? It's a quiz and it's a really, it's crazy because it's like, it asks you what you're currently using and like multiple different ways. And somehow, like, I really, really didn't believe it would work. And it does. It it works. So like like you put in the brand of foundation or concealer that what you, that matches you and they're somehow using that to match their own version to you. Something like that. But there's like, you know, a zillion questions. So it's like, you know, uh, what's your undertones? What's, what do you want to look darker? What's, what's your problem areas? Like what, what, it's asking all these different things. And then it's also asking like various shades of, you know, foundation you use in the summer and the winter, concealer. And it's, it's really surprising. So if you want to take that risk, I would try it. Il Maquillage, their concealer, right? Wait, now I have to know your shade. Do you know your shade offhand? You know, I don't, but I'm- You're like, Jen, would... don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I should redo it. No, you'll find you'll find it for me after so that we could link to it, you know, in our show notes through our Shop My Shelf in case people are interested in buying that. Okay, those are all excellent products. Also, what a delightful voice you have. You're an excellent podcaster. Clearly, you've done this before. Thank you so much for being my guest co-host this week. Thanks so much, Jen. I love the show. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know 
know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 